Hey, how's it going, everybody? You're listening to another episode of the Supermercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music, sometimes modern chiptunes. Uh, my name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. Yeah, we like to do these episodes about once a year um, where we sort of check in with the state of the modern VGM chiptune community because it mm-hmm. is very vibrant and very robust. Uh, it's a delightful have, community. As always, some incredible music to share today. Jams upon jams upon jams, even some bops, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> jams, bops, and bangers today. Yeah, we've done a lot of these. It's kind of become a yearly thing, uh, similar to our remix installments, where we like to check in with the scene. And uh, this is a special episode because we actually have uh, one track uh, from a member of our Discord community, our little Marcado Discord community, and that's really special. And to be honest, that would have happened regardless. Um, that was an album that I was just really impressed with, and so really special that we get to include that today. And that's not going to be the last time that will happen, I would imagine. So that's really cool. I also have a lot of um, kind of relationships with some of these artists that are on the playlist through things like Battle the Bits or Ultimate Hum or different projects or collaborations over the years that I've been lucky enough to be involved in. So I I love all the artists on this playlist. Some of them were new discoveries. Some of them were old standbys. I think it's going to be a nice diverse list. Um, Will, what are your overall thoughts on like where the the modern chiptune scene is right now? Some of the styles that that we hear lately. Yeah, I, I feel very optimistic about it. I mean, I think there's been sort of a generational shift in music in general um which i think is kind of you know it happens every decade or two uh where it's kind of like new voices are on the scene and kind of shaping the culture and i think there are a lot of electronic artists and a lot of people tangential to the chiptune remix community that are starting to be maybe on some level more movers and shakers on the world of music at large mm. so i think there's more attention that's been brought to chiptunes more people have Uh, have access to the software and i'd say in general the quality of the compositions as well as the you know production and just the creativity in your (laughs) average modern chiptune i feel like is quite a few tiers above where um this scene seemed to me even as recent as like eight or nine years ago i would totally agree and one of my favorite things about where we're at now with some of these trends and these tastes is that there seems to be a really lovely um, dichotomy or marriage between VGM traditions and like, you know, people growing up on NES and SNES music and Genesis music with other types of outside genres or just music that artists are interested in doing themselves. So there seems to be a really great combination of that. So what you guys heard playing in, a wonderful chip tuner by the name of Coolor. That was an album, Nebs and Debs, that Coolor put out. That's Jungle. And it's very classic NES sounding. It, that is actually one of the tracks that you could tell me that was, you know, an NES track from a game. And I, I actually might believe you. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's kind of like, it's always fun when something can, um, I think music has the ability to transport you back into the past yeah. in a way that's not physically possible in reality, but just <laughs> aesthetically you can capture a mood and a feeling and even literal things down to sound or, you know, specific aesthetic choices in a piece of music that can really transport you to a a time long gone by, which is, I think, one of the the great powers that music holds over us. 
All right. Well, let's just move on because we got a lot of great music. We want to have time for it all. This is such a banger. This was one of my favorite tracks um, uh, released in 2020. Let me just double check. Now, most of the music that we're playing today uh, came out this past year, and I'm pretty sure that was the case with this one. Uh, Will, how would you say, how would you pronounce this artist's name? Scythe? Scythe is kind of what I was thinking. There's a couple of different ways that you might think of... uh, pronouncing that but in any case s-c-y-t-h-e um so the album is mineral the track is hot snack it's so fun such a great way to start us off today let's take a listen that is absolutely delightful you guys are listening to hot snack and it's the perfect snack to start this episode this is by scythe or scythe or however you want to pronounce that um from their album mineral and if i'm not mistaken they came out uh sometime this past year most of the music on this playlist either came out in 2020 or 2021 there might be a couple of examples of of stuff previous but for the most part it's a check-in on this wonderful community and communities i i will say now it's gotten to the point where there's subsets and subsets and there's a little discord there's little servers there's sites there's so many different sub communities of people that basically we're all the same right we all love video games we all love music we love electronic music we love using technology um to try to make you know a new sound or, or a new feel and that's what all these artists are doing today what a happy piece will what are your thoughts on hot snack it's very catchy and it's so fun i love the sort of melancholic chord progression um and kind of what the melody does against that major to minor four moment yeah i always feel so like good. there's so much melodic power of that particular chord progression uh, especially when you're not using chord tones um, i'm much more of a fan of melodies that sort of ignore the change from major to minor rather than and melodies that sort of outline a, a new scale or that borrowed chord. To me, that that just has a different mood. You know, when you hear melodies that go yeah da 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 da, that like hit that flat six sound, or sometimes even um, will maybe do like the minor seventh of that chord. Right. To me, it has more of like a jazzy, warm, cool vibe. But something like this, where it's just sort of plowing ahead, unaware of that chord change, it has this special melancholic pull to our heartstrings because there's a there's a, a special brand 
of dissonance. The chord mm-hmm. itself is quite dissonant, but it just comes out of these two simple elements. It just a diatonic melody against this chromatic shift. And yep. whenever you can have complexity born of simple elements, I feel like you get a special kind of juxtaposition in music. Well, if anyone likes chiptunes and is not as plugged into this scene, I would suggest two sources. Uh, I would say in my experience, SoundCloud and Bandcamp seem to be maybe the best places to find great chiptune these days. So definitely explore those sites (laughs) to find music. That's what I did for this episode. So let's move on. We have a lot of groovy music today. This is no exception. This is a tune called Summer Drive 95. And the title there is very nostalgic and kind of funny. And it really matches uh, the tune. I believe this is an FM synth chiptune by Jamphibious. Here we go. Man, this puts me in the mood. We're recording this on a Friday, and this feels like Friday music. This feels like weekend summer jam music. This is Summer Drive 95 by Jamphibious, who I'm a big fan of. Um, and it's a nice combination of FM stuff with sampled stuff, uh, kind of arcadey. Um, I was when, I, when this track started, I was like, oh, maybe this should be called Summer Drive 85 because some of the, the groove and rhythmic ideas felt very 80s. But when the, the sampled brass comes in, it definitely reminds me of 90s, um, I guess, arcade music. But there's a lot of pop, R&B influence as well. It's such a fun tune. Yeah, I mean, I think in the context of video game chip sounds, this is definitely more 90s than 80s. But that's compositionally, um, I think that's the the interesting thing. It's just like how we talk about a lot of game music in the 80s is actually influenced by progressive rock bands of the 70s or jazz fusion of that's the true. 70s, for instance. And I think maybe a lot of 90s video game music was influenced by the pop music of the 80s. It's, it's kind of th- these lines that we divide decades into very different aesthetic things. It really is more it's all fluid. Blurred. I mean, yeah, the true. 70s rolls into the 80s and the 80s rolls into the 90s and so on. Um, so, I, yeah, I think it, it does sort of fit in in that context. But uh, the thing that I really like about this piece is the composition is very spot on. It, it kind of reminds yeah. me of T. Lopez a little bit. Yeah, uh, I can hear that. But it also it has that it, it's very well produced in a modern context. Like there's a richness of the arrangement. There's a kind of deep 
satisfying low end and a dancey groove and what sounds like sort of uh, sidechain compression kind of really making those kick drum hits feel thuddy and bassy. That, that's yeah. something that, you know, would absolutely not have been possible or happened um, in arcade Yeah, that's cabinets, the fun you know, thing the is time. that these artists are taking some of these chips and some of this technology, but now they're able to mix it and even master it in a way that probably wasn't possible or common back in the day. So that's really fun. True. What a great tune. Let's move forward to another outstanding artist, Zachary Wilson. I've been familiar with Zachary for a while. The title of this album reminds me of something I would I would come out with. It's called SNES-esque 2. Um, and so every single track on this album, I believe, used one um, set, sound set, for, from a given SNES game. And this one, I believe, uses, uses um, Donkey Kong Country sounds. So it's called Left-Handed Monkey Wrench by Zachary Wilson. guys listening to left-handed monkey wrench such a cool tune this is by zachary wilson um from his album snes 2 and this similar to the gemphibia similar to a lot of this music very recent this is probably within the last few months that this dropped this is a very recent album and so yeah this is what's going on uh in the chiptune scene it's so groovy yeah it's cool that that he's using the DKC samples and the most notable thing is just those monkey sound effects. If you didn't have that, there's a lot of people that couldn't tell that this is, um, you know, DKC samples because the composition, it's not Dave Wisey really at all. But that's what I find fun is it's this really quirky mixture here. Totally. Yeah. It, it Compositionally, it's not like the music of Donkey Kong Country just sort of is using those sound sets, but there, there's some echo of... Um, ode to that i think yeah which just is kind enough. of what you were alluding to um but yeah this is just delightful composition it has so much personality it's a good groove i think kind of like some of the other music it's just satisfying very oh, feel good music maybe it's for good this background music year. too it put on you know when you're doing some dishes or getting some chores done or working or whatever it's just great music to be entertained by uh maybe in the background or the foreground See, I feel like I'm really bad at having music in the background. I just really? always get distracted and like even instrumental I, I just music get lost in it. You know, how often do you try this type of music? I guess I'll say like groovy instrumental music. Oh, I mean, I, any kind of thing that I like, like th- mm. this. I think I I do get 
I get kind of lost in it. For because me, listening I to see, music is like an event. Obviously, I could see that with vocal stuff. I could see that with you uh, for like film score stuff or like orchestral stuff. I could definitely see you getting distracted. But even if you put on an album like this from Zachary Wilson, you still think you wouldn't be able to just keep it in the background? Yeah, because it's too melodic. I'd be focusing on the <laughs> melody. Like That's I think funny. if the only way I could do it is like, yeah, I just, it doesn't really work for me. I was never able to, <laughs> I used to always in high school try to like listen to music while doing homework and I would just, I honestly, eventually I'd just finish the album I was listening it's too to, much of an take active the experience off for and then you. just that's, do all the work. I mean, that's cool. I think that's, that's cool that you have that attachment to it. Um, I think you're kind of in the minority. I think most people are able to put I know, on. That's what's weird. I know most people like, like music is kind of a background thing. I'm just, I'm not good at multitasking. I can't kind of look at one thing and listen to another or kind of yeah. do my, I, I would start just like writing down what I'm listening. Like if I were writing an assignment for school and then listening to this, I just start like transcribing the chord progression or something unconsciously because it's like, I can't <laughs> focus on two things at once. Okay, so we're going to move on to a wonderful chiptune artist, uh, just just a wonderful composer. This is someone that I uh, have become familiar with through the Battle of the Bits community as well as the Ultimate Hum series of battles, and there's been one album put out, and there's going to be another one later this year. Uh, This is Blue Nocturne. Um, I believe that Blue Nocturne is based in in California, but I'm, I'm not positive on that. But anyway, this is such a good tune. It's from The Ultimate Hum, which was a really great collaborative uh, project that I was involved with. Uh, I've, I've talked about it before on the podcast. Uh, I don't know if I've played other people's uh, tunes yet from it on the pod. So it's so a really good opportunity to do that today. Um, and this title still makes me laugh. Uh, this is Facing the Dark Lord Carl by Blue Nocturne from The Ultimate Hum. You guys are listening to Facing the Dark Lord Carl, and uh, I think this was positioned just before my uh, Dracula's Castle track, and so, uh, and there was a running joke on this on this project. Um, 
that I was this evil villain that because I kind of I kind of played it up because they, they were these were battles right and so I would kind of jokingly be like oh yes I will defeat you all bwahaha and I would you know say this kind of things just to have fun and so yeah I was kind of an evil villain for a while um, <laughs> and another cool thing that that blue does here is he actually quotes one of my melodies from an earlier track on the album so so cool that he did that but yeah just such great melody writing on this this is amazing it's really great i mean what an honor to have a piece of music named after you <laughs> even if it is calling you a dark lord i I'll was joking take with it. carl like carl just doesn't sound like a dark lord name you would need at least two <laughs> syllables probably i mean i three. don't disagree with you there but i'm a little biased yeah i don't feel like i'm a dark lord but uh, yeah, no, I absolutely love Blue Nocturne. His music is just so melodic. And even in a track like this, that is supposed to be kind of dark and threatening, there's still a sweetness. Like that B section like feels like Zelda or something. Like he yeah, just has like a sweetness well composed, in his music. Um, melodic pitches and rhythms that are just, they, they kind of have that pianistic, yep. um, you know, really written out notes. It doesn't yeah. have that sort of like spontaneous performed quality it feels very like composed and those are the kinds of tunes that i think i resonate with the most music that feels like crafted um and precise as opposed to just sort of like spontaneous and like we're all just sort of having fun and chilling out and improvising and like i and and i will say there's some of those types of tunes on today's playlist but i like a tune like this because it provides that contrast right yeah i mean this just reminds me more of what game music at least most old game music was probably more I'd say in this style and I think part of it just had to do with when you have to implement something into the computer it's it's kind of like making a piano roll or like a um like music box it's more like yeah, that you for have sure. to design this machine so it's like if you're spending all that time tinkering and inputting notes you're probably going to be more thoughtful about the notes part of it is because like doing simpler rhythms and purer ideas is easier to implement than doing really syncopated kind of groovy fast stuff even though sometimes for certain players that's actually easier to do is play more scalar lines and um I, I think it's like sometimes they say like the most difficult solo to do is one that's really slow and uses an economy of notes because then it's yeah. in the context of like you're listening to every note and it really means something more composed it's almost yeah. like composing a melody in like in in real time oh for so, sure yeah 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 so yeah no it's a really good point that's what a lot of people consider soloing as uh so this is i'm so excited we're going back to an artist that we featured before on this podcast it's Umeboshi Chazuke, and a member of our Discord uh, let us know that that's not a real name. That's It's definitely a moniker um, for this artist. Uh, their album is called Dream Makers, and this is such a cute tune. It's called Stray Toys Adventure. <laughs>
Talk about a change of pace, right? <laughs> this is Stray Toys Adventure from the album Dream Makers by the Japanese chip tuner Umeboshi Chazuke. And it's a great contrast today. I love Chazuke's style. Uh, it feels like this artist is constantly, feels like they always have a lot of caffeine and sugar in their system when they're composing music because music is always sugary and sweet, but kind of zany and chaotic uh, and silly. But it's it's just so good. Yeah, it's that very sort of like quirky Nintendo-y sound. Um, kind of like it, rhythm heavy. More on the electronic style. side, but yeah, also like Katamari, Damacy, yes. that kind of style. Pop and Very music, zany, you know. uh, like that sort of kawaii style yeah. Japanese art that's very poppy and colorful and sort of like the musical style of that. Some of those repeated rhythms, some of the syncopations, the simplicity of the melodies, and the kind of... Um, I think in other contexts, sort of the hokiness of it, the triteness, how everything revolves around major and it's very positive, but it's that sort of oversaturated stylized approach. It's kind of like, it's not about painting reality. It's about, Hmm. you know, it's like in in visuals, it's like, well, let's choose to use only primary colors or let's choose to use all sort of neon bright colors it's not necessarily about capturing reality but distorting it to create yeah, a really this yeah, is a cartoon ship tune <laughs> exactly yeah and i think there's, there's ways of doing that in music through some of the same exaggerations yeah i think dave wise occasionally says tune which i always like c-h-o-o-n is like oh that's a good tune like chip tune kind of um okay let's move on to a really cool artist jeremy smith and um, everything that I was checking out on Jeremy's SoundCloud was incredibly groovy. And a lot of his music, to me, was kind of inspired by groups like Earth, Wind & Fire. I was hearing that kind of 70s R&B influence to his music. So I found that cool. Let's take a listen to this tune. It's called Right There. This is so groovy, so fun and catchy. This is right there, and it is right there. The groove, right? The pocket. It's just right there. It's undeniable. This is by Jeremy Smith, a wonderful chip tuner out of Georgia. And this is just one of his tunes that he posted on SoundCloud. I don't believe this is a part of any album or other project, at least so far. And so, yeah, definitely check out SoundCloud. Check out Bandcamp. These are some great places to find music like this love this yeah i just think it's cool um that there is this subculture around writing music like this i just yep 
I, I actually think it's really cool. It's kind of like when you so um, ignore in effort to do the sort of like keeping your cards close to the chest mm. thing, whether it's in fashion or music or comedy or writing or art. It's like you kind of come back around full circle to just being cool because the confidence to just be so exuberant is not something that's shared by most people. I think most people try to, you know, keep their head down and they don't want to say anything that's going to like make them a target, especially when you're a teenager. And I think so much of our culture and music and everything is influenced from people of that generation. And so that's where like the sort of cool tastes fit in. But I always remember, and maybe you did Carl too, that some of the coolest kids or the most well-respected kids in high school and especially in college were the ones who were just uninhibited inhibited and free and they, they had their own taste something. their own interests and it wasn't yeah. based on what was hip at the time necessarily and that's like the coolest thing imaginable to just not care what someone else thinks and it's it's a it, everybody wins here because it's like <laughs> jeremy here is just exploring <laughs> yeah. the kind of music that he clearly just loves and fills up his soul and he can share with everyone anyone else. who likes that music gets this authentic, earnestly composed piece. Uh, but also it's like, it's just so cool to see someone that confident in not trying to kind of modulate or translate what they like into some relevant modern trend. Yeah. So it's like, it, it's cool though, that like now enough of this stuff exists that it actually is its own subculture. No, it absolutely and that's what is. I'm saying is like, this I think is the finish music like here. this will start to become more of the norm. I mean, already I've heard some pop musicians whose stuff very much yeah. evokes game music and chip tunes and everything. So Yeah, whether or not they're like the old kind of pulsy tones, occasionally you'll hear like really crappy sampled stuff that's like pitched up and down. And that feels gamey too, you know, a lot of those old sample-based consoles. So yeah, right. that stuff's really cool. And yeah, listening to all of Jeremy's SoundCloud page, I just really felt like a you know kindred spirit with him. So that is fun. Okay, This is another wonderful artist, maybe one of the lesser known ones on today's playlist. I bet most of you listening haven't heard of this artist. Um, Jakerson, which is another Battle of the Bits artist that I have a lot of respect for that I've, you know, gotten to know their music in the past couple of years. This is from Winter Chip uh, 16. It's Last Chance, again, by Jakerson. I hope you enjoy.
you guys listen to Last Chance. It's by Jakerson, uh, who is a wonderful Brazilian artist uh, who is very active in the Battle of the Bits community. This was in Winter Chip 16, and I believe a very highly rated tune in that battle. Um, God, this is so good. Yeah, definitely tracked. All of, of Jakerson's music that I've heard has been tracked stuff. Uh, but oh my God, this is just outstanding. I think one of the things that we really respond to about chip music, especially chip music that's done sort of in the, you know, authentic, quote unquote, way that this one is, using the actual limitations of that older hardware, yeah, uh, is really, and I think one of the things we appreciate so much about video game music is the synthesizer as a tool had been around for several decades at that point, um, and it had popular use. Mm-hmm. For at least a decade and a half, if not more, uh, by the time you know game music really became a thing. And what's interesting is the primitive nature of these sound chips is evocative of like the earliest Moog synthesizer. But the problem is most synth music, it's like it, it uses these kinds of simple sounds, square waves, noise channels, but not to create whole instruments and like the sound of a drum kit. Yeah. But it would be using all of the different a, a square wave mixed with a triangle wave mixed with a sine wave and with an EQ filter on it and turning up the resonance and a little bit right. of noise at the beginning. It's like a more advanced use of all these sounds to, to create or imitate another timbre. But what's so cool about video game music is it's like, no, 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 you, you can't use these and make one kind of like oscillator tone. Like you have to just use that square wave. That's your instrument. That triangle yeah. wave, that's your instrument. And finding creative uses to make Making full, it feel natural m- and yeah, intentional. Musically interesting arrangements. I mean, there's out examples of, those of that early synth music, such as the Jean Jacques Paris stuff, which does remind me of this, but it's kind of few and far between. And it definitely wasn't something that was ever popular that much. I mean, it was more popular for like rock bands or pop bands to, to inject these types of synth sounds here and there in their music. Right. And I mean, it's just, yeah, nothing sounds this refined or has this specific quality. I mean, the sound of noise channel drums is just pretty darn unique (laughs) and the full arrangements into the confidence of the kind of emulating these syncopated rock beats, harmonized guitar riffs. There's nothing like that that ever happened to me. Early synthesizer and electronic music was trying to do, well, what can electronics do that other instruments can't do? Or it was about emulating existing instruments. What I I love about this tune by Jakerson is it's very catchy, very strong melody, but very driving rocking groove. Um, it, It reminds you of a lot of rock music, pop music, uh, you know, outside genres, but it also is video gamey as well. It's just kind of an undeniable tune. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I just think it's um, it, it's cool that this art form, which is is kind of like a, it was one that I imagine emerged unintentionally without a lot of love and care in the early days. It was just kind of like, what can we afford in these consoles? What's the bare minimum, you know, in these computer systems that we can have to make music? It didn't sound good at the time. It wasn't the cutting edge. It was the like affordable end of a spectrum that no one cared about. Well, we learned to love it because of the actual material. And just because that specific limitation, it's like you, you really had to wow people 
people with the music underneath. And it does. That's why I say it's like a music box. It's like yeah. no one's going to be impressed by the grandeur of a music well, box. And the, and the last thing I'll say about those types of sounds is, yes, we had to learn to love it uh, based on great music. But then when composers started to write intentionally for those systems, which happened pretty early, um, that was so special because we started to see the wonder and the charm that those sounds do have. There's a pureness, there's a rawness, there's a grittiness that is very special and actually can be appealing. 100%. Next up, we're going we're gonna to get some Genesis funk going. Are you ready for this, Will? Let's do it. This is by Protodome. Love Protodome. This is uh, their album Super Chip Funk. This is, <laughs> perfect title, Toe listening to the incredibly funky toe jammin one of my favorites so far on the day uh this could be a wolfpack tune especially the bass part very joe darty similar chord progressions to some wolf tunes um this is by protodome who's a great uk based if i'm not mistaken artist uh from their album uh, super chip funk which came out in 2020 god i love this this is phenomenal. I mean, this is your favorite so far? Yeah, this almost pu- oh, by far. It's not even <laughs> a contest. Like this almost puts Jake Kaufman to shame. It's like so freaking phenomenal. Big it's words. just dazzling on every level. The it's groove, incredible. The the lines, the arrangement, the syncopation, the articulation when of I, the actual FM sounds. When I heard this album and I did listen to it on the day of release in 2020, um, I was blown away by this tune. I put it on a list way back then. I think I had a notepad that was uh, Modern Chip Tunes 2021 because I knew we wouldn't do it until you know 2021 because uh, I think April last April we did the the previous one. Um, and so for a while that was all it was on my notepad was toe jamming. Um, but yeah. It, it's just amazing. Um, I'm actually going to let Will completely pick the track of the week this week. So, so far, it sounds like this is the one to beat. I mean, I just don't think it's possible. I mean, this is just so unbelievably phenomenal. Now, based on your confidence, you can call it right now. If you want to call it right now, we can do that. It's up to you. I think it's only fair to decide at the end. But, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh, I, my God. I have God. a feeling yeah, it's, nothing else will be able to compete. It is hard to be more funky and entertaining and smile-inducing than that track. <laughs> Almost impossible, right? I think it is impossible. <laughs> well, let's completely, let's completely wipe our palette and go to uh, a style that's very different than that. 
Um, I'm really happy that on this playlist we have a lot of funk, a lot of groove, but we have a lot of great melodies too. Um, this next tune is very special because this comes from um, a wonderful chip tuner and artist that we've known for a while um, because he's actually part of our little Discord community, um, but he's actually based in Sweden. His name is Vincenti Sagra, and he put out an album very recently called Sunshine Park. Um, and I believe it's a Game Boy album. And this is the title track. It was my favorite on the album. And I was mentioning this before. Even if I didn't know Vince at all, I still would have probably included this today because it's just a wonderful tune. It sits really, really strongly amongst this entire playlist in this community. So let's all enjoy Sunshine Park by Vincenti Sagra from the album Sunshine Park. This is good. So happy and carefree and sunshiny. You guys are listening to Sunshine Park. It's the title track on a very recent release um, by our friend Vince from our Discord community, but it's also just a great composer and chip tuner. This is a Game Boy album that was a long time coming. I believe it's Vince's first like solo chip tune album that's not part of some sort of game project. So. It's a very important album, I know, for him, and it's just so special that we get to include music from not only this wonderful chiptune community, but our little community as well. So, this is great. It's fantastic, yeah. Outstanding melody, and also a really solid form, too. Uh, The introduction section is kind of, like, really interesting, but has very appealing material, and then when that melody comes in, it just sort of has that classic... It does what great game music does, you know, where it's like the first three, four, five notes are like incredibly striking. Absolutely. Um, and kind of emblematic. It will. I, I don't that. know if you felt this at all, but this reminded me of your music as well. I could hear you writing a tune similar to this. Yeah. <laughs> well, I take that as a compliment because <laughs> this is so strong. But I mean, yeah, I do think it's like some of the things that this track is going for are the kinds of things that I attempt when... Um, writing chip music is like trying to get that melodic clarity or that catchy four or five notes 
that you know you can pluck out at the piano and and hear and that feeling of it, I, I like when it feels sort of familiar or like it's the music is inevitable like oh yes. haven't I known that my whole life well we're gonna go from something you know that track Sunshine Park I would say very kind of specifically thought out crafted melodic in in a more of a traditional sense to something that reminds us more of most chiptunes that we would hear, you know, five to 10, 15 years ago. Um, a little bit more extemporaneous, more improvisatory, at least to how it feels. Kind of wild. This is by Dia. It's from the album Fall Damage, and it's called Lydia. It's cool. Let's check it out. Outstanding. This is Lydia uh, from Fall Damage. Uh, that's the album. Uh, the artist is Dia. And it's, yeah, it's kind of all over the place. It goes on a journey. Uh, a lot of shredding, soloistic moments here. Really good production, though. A lot of different timbres and chips and instruments coming together. It's a very impressive piece. I think one of the things that is so enjoyable about game music is that sort of cacophonous feeling when you can kind of get lost in an arrangement. Yeah. And something like this actually isn't too um, complicated. None of the individual parts are overly complicated, but it's that Lack sort of, of idea repetition, of almost, maybe? yeah, w- whether it's like polyrhythmic ideas or uh, more just kind of like, not polyphonic, but just kind of poly arranging where it's like you have this idea and this idea and this idea and this idea, and they're all simple, but the way they interact with each other just creates that feeling of you can kind of get lost in the haze a little bit and i I think that's a really satisfying feeling with chip music because it just feels like it's bubbling and percolating and a melody comes out and then maybe for a few seconds you're listening to the bass line because it's doing some moving line while the melody is holding and i mean i think great arranging has that quality where you might not be listening or appreciating everything that's happening at all times yeah. but uh, different ideas bubble up and out without it's super it getting exciting. it's too dense or feeling like it's like um, like polyphony or counterpoint or something yeah it's one of those endlessly energetic pieces that is risky because it could be too much it could it's teetering on the edge of being too chaotic but it's not it's mm-hmm. it's kind of that controlled chaos which is very hard to do very impressive uh and again a really nice change of pace on our playlist today 
Uh, let's move on to the next artist. Um, I don't know too much about this artist. Uh, Dimeback is the artist, and this is some sort of compilation, collaboration album. It's called Nintendium Volume 1. It's a pretty wild chiptune as well. This is called Titanium Star Parlor. guys listening to titanium star parlor really cool unique composition it's by dime back and it's from nintendium volume one there's a couple of uh, telltale signs that something is done on a tracker versus uh, some sort of other DAW or other means if anyone's interested one of the biggest ways you can tell is that a lot of these tunes are going to be fully mono um, when you when you're doing something in a DAW with virtual instruments it's, it's almost too much of a, a temptation to not pan things. Like, why wouldn't you pan things? Because that's typically what you do in a mix. Um, but in a lot of trackers, you, you know, you're not going to have that ability at all. If it's NES or, um, you know, any of the NES kind of offshoots, you're not going to have that ability. So that's one thing. But also you can just kind of tell based on the, the purity of these tones. Really impressive that this was done in a tracker, I think. Yeah, very much. I mean, I, the thing that I love about using trackers is it's, you know, it's that same concept of putting yourself in a box and uh, having to kind of find your way out of it. And I think a yeah. lot of creative, for me, my tracker music is much more experimental than yes. most of the music I'm that I make. I'm always surprised by that, but that's very true. But I think it's just because it's so tempting to try to like, you know, I guess it's kind of like if you're sitting in a large room, you're probably you might just sit still and you might not even take up much space yeah but if you're in a really small confined space you'll probably wiggle around and wrestle and push against the walls and i, I think it's a similar thing with with creating and a, a really tiny i mean it's like giving a painter a giant canvas versus a really small canvas i bet you a majority of that small canvas will be filled with detail where if they I have a large totally canvas, know what you're saying there might be plenty of just sort of generic white space or a pick a color kind of space. Well, I think the best way to condense that is what we love so much about this community, this very diverse community, is the creativity and the energy and the passion that is injected into this music and that it seeps into all of us. Like you can't listen to a tune like Toe Jammin' or Sunshine Park or Summer Drive 95 without or Hot Snack without feeling that energy. Mm -hmm. It's just, I think it's it's almost impossible. And so, oh, it's so fun. Okay, let's move to another um, compilation album. Uh, this is uh, 
there is a kind of a label and a collective uh, STAFF. I can't. I don't remember what it stands for, but it does stand for something. So you might say Staff Cirque is how you might say that. Um, this is Staff Cirque Volume Omega. Uh, if anyone knows the under the lowercase um, omega sign, that kind of cute, silly, curvy W looking symbol. That's that's what this one's called. Um, and this is by Delighter. It's intermission, and any fans of Animal Crossing, any KK Slider fans, are definitely going to enjoy this. Let's take a listen. intermission by delighter and perfect artist name because this is delightful this is from staff cirque volume omega and i think it's either a yearly or maybe even more than that series of albums compilation albums this is so good yes it has the nod to kk it has a lot of wii and nintendo nods um but then it goes into this kind of like live you know t-square fusiony kind of thing too it's it's such a good piece of music though wow yeah, it's it's really delightful. Um, it's just it's so nostalgic. It it's humorous. It's it's spot on in terms of the <laughs> genre, uh, and it's like it's such a celebration of the sort of postmodern quality of video game music, which is that it's meta and referencing older music in a modern style, and it's there's this like really beautiful sort of. Hard to tell. Is it a joke? Is it tongue in cheek? Is it earnest? And game. A lot of video game music lives in that space uh, where it's kind of like. Um, I think what I admire about it is I feel like it doesn't feel self-serving. It's yeah. not stroking its own ego, or it's it's, it's tasteful. Like the least pretentious music I could imagine. Yeah, and it's totally in service of others, but not well, in a way where it's just kind of boring and out of the way. 
There's something that this track has because it's so tasteful. There's a confidence that comes across because it's doing a pastiche. It's doing an homage to a lot of different things, but it also is very confident and comfortable in and of itself as its own piece of music that like, I'm going to do something that is going to delight people. And that's absolutely what happens here. Also, it's called intermission. So uh, I think it was an intentionally trying to break up the energy of this compilation album. You know, uh, it sounds like that kind of public domain elevator type of an intermission music you might hear but of course it's going to go beyond that yeah i remember um that uh offspring album uh ixnay on the ombre that has yeah. a lot of those songs from crazy taxi yeah the intermission they have a track on, on there called intermission that i'm pretty sure just samples some old public domain yeah like elevator music it's perfect uh, okay, this is an artist that I actually discovered. I did a lot of rabbit holing <laughs> on SoundCloud and um, Bandcamp and even YouTube. This is, um, hope I'm saying this right, uh, K. Shiraki. K. Shiraki. Uh, this is an, uh, their album, Holiday Girl, and this is the title track. I was delighted by this. Let's take a listen. You guys just listened to Holiday Girl by Kei Shiraki. Uh, one of my favorites, maybe my second favorite of the day, uh, if I was going to Very in that, say that sort of J-pop style, really catchy, oh, God, the melodic it's, it's, rhythms, the speed. It's the what I love about Japanese video game music, but, but it also carries over to Japanese chip tuners. Um, there is an energy um, and a specific sound and emotion that you get from a lot of Japanese chip tuners that I find very appealing and very special. And that's definitely the case with Kei Shiraki here. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Um, it, this one really reminds me of Bless You Boy and Yasuke Yusui. Yes, um, absolutely. And and when I was when I was listening to Kei Shiraki's SoundCloud, there's tons of tunes that, that I had that amazing artist overall. I mean, I, it was hard to pick which one to play. I'll be honest with you. I mean, tons yeah. and tons of outstanding music. This is probably, this yeah, I have to say there's been so many good ones i think my favorite so far today would be this intermission sunshine park and uh that toe jamming 
is yeah. probably still my favorite just because it so impresses me. I would agree as well. I feel well. like this is the kind of piece that more speaks to my soul. Like I love yeah. this. This is just so positive and delightful to me. But Toad Jammin, just as a piece of music... It's undeniable. Like, is yeah, so it's, impre- it's like listening to like Jacob Collier it's an immediate or Jake banger. Kaufman yeah. or something where you're just like, I'm not worthy of this It just kind of pulls you into the world of it and doesn't let go till it's over. Okay, let's move on to another outstanding... I'm just looking at the list of these artists. I mean, just an outstanding list of some of the best talent uh, happening right now in chiptunes obviously not all there's so many talented folks out there but one of them is plus tech uh, stylized the plus symbol and then capital t-e-k is an album called x zodiac this is solace tomorrow Guys, listening to Solace Tomorrow from Plus Tech and the album X Zodiac. This one blew me away with how video gamey it is. This is this is VGM. Um, it, it's it's very inspired by Gradius and some Konami console and arcade music. Yeah. Uh, Carlos is jamming into this. I'm sure he's jamming along to this right now. Yeah, I mean this is it's that sort of late Super Famicom PS1 arcade era. Uh, and I, yeah, I totally hear the Gradius influence, and, and compositionally, it, it, it reminds me of a lot of music that would have existed on the NES or the Super NES, or yeah, arcade music in or general, or Saturn or anything. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really outstanding. Uh, so many catchy melodies today, so many dazzling arrangements, a lot that of dancey goal. grooves, and uh, I I just love. I, it goes without saying on a modern chiptunes episode, but how retro all this stuff is, and not yeah. just. And that sounds like well duh not like just the sounds that marge simpson you know well duh but i i mean it's like but so much chiptune music like when we were getting started making it um not to sound like an old guy because it's embarrassing to like talk about chiptune music that way but i feel like when we started writing chiptune stuff most people were like using the sounds of the retro, but writing music in just a modern, more like EDM, electronic. It was definitely more style. of the norm. Yeah. And so hearing all this stuff that's like musically and compositionally so retro. I mean, what are the things we've talked about? You know, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and '80s, and we're talking about Michael Jackson. Gradius. All, all the influences really do compositionally they're all nested in the 80s and 90s and yeah i i still kind of can't get over that because 
I mean, that's one of the things that inspired us to start this podcast was to celebrate that music. And I feel like yeah. these days it's so it's like in vogue and um, it's kind of like become the cool kid on the block, which I'm so happy about. <laughs> but it's also like, well, I still can't get used to it. I'm looking at this playlist and I just realized something really amazing. This was not intentional. These two tracks that I that I happened to put back to back on the playlist have a lot in common. We we talked about Gradius and the influence on that previous track. This is going to blow your mind, Will. This is a tune called Ironclad Altion. Alshion, I don't know however you pronounce that. It's by Vav, who I have a lot of respect for, a wonderful chip tuner. Um, and this, I believe, was Vav's attempt at sending up the NES kind of Gradius Life Force Konami sound. And so what are the odds of that? So let's go back in time a little bit further from that Solace Tomorrow, and let's take a listen to a, a brand new, this is 2020, I believe, chip tune uh, from Vav. This is Ironclad Altion. You guys listening to Ironclad Altion, which is how I'm pronouncing that word, by Vav, who is a wonderful chip tuner. I think Vav is based in Arizona. Um, yeah, and it's so cool. Will was saying when this started, oh, it sounds like Superstar Squadron, um, and it is kind of reminiscent of some of the stuff Will did, but it's also different too. Like, yeah, there's some definitely Life Force and Gradius um, homage here, clearly, but it mm. also represents uh, Vav's compositional style as well, and yeah. so that's what's really fun is when you do an homage... E- it's you don't want to make the soulless Xerox. You want to bring your right. own energy to it, and that yeah, was what I love. Here. Great point, Carl. Yeah, the melody here is so uh, Mickey Higashino uh, in terms totally. of the specific pitches used, and even the implementation of that lead melodic instrument is very life force. But you know, when you listen to the other channels, um, that that beautifully composed arpeggio in the instrument colors of that feel a little more chip y They feel a little more clever, kind of computer programmy in terms of how it's it's manipulated. And then I really love the use of the triangle is sort of this like sub-bass kicky reinforcement yeah, it's perfect. Thud. It's not really how composers back on the NES like to use. Oftentimes the triangle bass is in more of like a tenor register mm-hmm. so that it's very audible. Um, but w- that's the fun thing about modern chip tunes is like we can maybe use more contemporary production we can pick aesthetic and choose choices. our techniques yeah and kind of having that low sub bass sound of the triangle 
I really like. I, it's something that when I first started making chiptunes, I was just trying to do everything authentic, exactly the way that they did it yeah. on the NES. And it's like as the years have gone on, I've I've that learned that it's always like, remain fun, right? <laughs> well, yeah, and you can also maintain the spirit of what those composers were going for. But yeah. I mean, more time has passed. We should be trying to get newer sounds out of these instruments, and we should be trying to yeah. not necessarily push the technology, but um, I think you can have a piece of music that can like what a lot of this stuff does very little of this is actually going to trick me into thinking that this is actually from the 80s but it's like i hear all of the influences and it's also a well-programmed and well-polished and produced modern chiptune some of these do do are kind of have that perfectly authentic style and that's so cool too we've definitely done uh our fair share of that um but i i do like stuff like this where it's like you can hear the influence and in many ways it is a send-up to that but it's doing that shovel knight thing of it's like it, it it's it's slightly more polished in the aspects of the chip music that you maybe don't remember so fondly. Yeah, or for the sure. things that you wouldn't go back and try to recreate. And that's kind of doing that invisibly as I think one of the really important qualities as a chip tuner is to like only keep the good of the nostalgia, not the bad as well. We're going to move on to um, a chip tuner that I had been familiar with first from the Battle of the Bits community. Uh, this is Patet. Um, but, uh, you know, they're featured on a lot of other projects and compilations. This is a compilation. We played something from Nintendium Volume 1. This is apparently Nintendium Volume 2 here. It's a track by Patet called Oxy Gentle Skies, and it is a good showcase of Patet's beautiful melody writing and really expressive compositions, but sometimes that's married with very primitive sounds. And so this is quite an interesting combination here. Let's take a listen to Oxygental Skies by Patet. So this is Oxy Gentle Skies by really the one and only Patet. Um, Patet's music truly doesn't sound like anyone else's. Very special artist here. This is from Nintendium Volume 2. And one of the things I love about Patet is when I listen to these melodies, they feel soloistic and 
sometimes improvised, but I know they're not. And and there's this craft to them and this excitement. It feels like music that's happening, kind of blooming and blossoming in front of you for the first time. And it's this like really exciting, you know, new spring like experience. Um, but I know that that comes from a lot of fine tuning and work. And so that's what I find so impressive. That's a really good point. Yeah, I, I, I think I like with a piece of music that has a relatively longer form, um, which this doesn't have as much repetition, yet musically, particularly in the beginning, it, it evokes um, so much melodic game music that is loopable. This is another way in which chiptuners can kind of slightly distinguish themselves from the composers back in the day, that it's like you yeah. can have music that's influenced by that loopable, catchy stuff, but kind of have a longer form. And like in so much of your music, have time to take a solo or, or do things like that. Um, I, I also think that music that can kind of evolve and kind of grow has the has the potential to explore sounds in an interesting way and i think that's why so much chip music does tend to kind of have maybe a slightly longer or less simplistic or repetitive form than a lot of old game music because yeah. it isn't there for a functional purpose it's there for an aesthetic purpose it's like it's trying to make just pure music and one of the challenges that I think we've found is, you know, so much game music that we love is this, you know, it's a 15 second loop or a 30 second loop. And that's so phenomenal on a compositional level. But part of that is that it's meant not to as much to images explore. In a game. Yeah. And when you're just making an album, you need to recreate the experience of playing a game and create an entire world just with music. So I think yeah. sometimes having these slightly more, um, run-on sentence kind of melodies these music that slightly leans more in the direction of like tone painting or having very different fluid. sections or being more of a suite um yeah it's it's very effective but i love the use of the triangle melody at the beginning of this track and right um i think that it, it does a nice job of kind of starting one way and in transitioning well, next, uh, we're almost done today. We have this track and then the playout. Stick around for all of it. Uh, this is by Death Row, and it's Yonko Battle. This is another one that I have a feeling Carlos will be jamming along to. Let's take a listen to Yonko Battle. listening to Yonko Battle, uh, it's such a jam. It, it's it's a really unique piece of music. Like, where the notes land are quite surprising um, and sometimes a little odd, but I'm along for the ride 
Very reminiscent of arcade music. Um, this is by Death I, Yeah, Row. I really love this. There were parts that actually re- reminded me of Downforce. Um, oh, interesting. Some of the turns in the melody and some of the cool kind of fusion-y chords. Uh, I could like, hear I guess, that. like, if you could imagine this with Aaron playing sax on it, like, <laughs> I feel like it would sound very downforce I think you're right about that. Yeah, the groove is definitely there. Um, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's an interesting... I never thought about that when I listened to it. All I knew is I liked it. Yeah, I like it too. And some of the, the yeah, what, what's interesting is like a lot of the tracks on today's episode like will remind us of each other. And I feel like that never, ever, ever used to happen when we were <laughs> looking at like our first yeah. modern chiptunes episodes. I remember when we started doing this, it almost felt like fan service. It's just like, I know a lot of people care about uh, this community, but we don't really care about it as much because so much of it, like, you know, wasn't music that we related to as much. And over the years, it's kind of changed into feeling like, you know, these modern oh, chip so tunes, much. these are the people that are most like us as composers and most share our aesthetic tastes. I could not wait to do this episode. I was so excited to do this episode. I mean, I, you could absolutely have a podcast, um, you know, just on this scene so yeah we're gonna play you guys out with a really groovy track called bit boys world it's by the artist yoan uh i think that's how you'd say it yoan turpin uh so enjoy this uh yoan is is a great chip tuner as well i'm excited to keep going every year with this uh it was it was awesome to get to get a track from vince uh i'm sure we're gonna get some other in the future uh, tracks from other members of our discord community. Cause we have a lot of really great, we should have some of that. these people on the podcast. Cause that would be fun. I'd, I'd really love to talk to some of these chip tuners. I bet it would just be a great conversation about video game music. And yeah, it would be kind of fun know, to maybe do. And maybe that's what we do. The next installment is we do a modern chip tune installment featuring a small amount of artists that you know we might we may happen to know and then we could have maybe all of them on or or have some sort of interesting conversation like that we'll think about what we can do but yeah anyway guys enjoy this bit boys world um will anything else you got at the end i think that's it for me man i just can't believe how fast this year has gone away uh yeah I know I'm scheduled to get my second vaccine next week. And Carl, I think you're scheduled to get your first yeah. um, either next week or the week after it's that. It's a little so. bit more later April. So I, I feel like I'm behind some <laughs> some people that I'm seeing, but it's happening eventually. So have to be patient for that. Um, but yeah, so that, that feels really good. And just starting to feel a little bit more normal. <laughs> we have a long ways to go, obviously, but... Yeah, so we hope you guys are having a good spring. Hope everyone's staying safe. Enjoy this BitBoys world. We'll be back with you next week. I think that's it. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm Will Brueggemann. Have a great week, everybody. Peace out. <laughs>